how to discover that you have the choice in this life to do just about whatever you want. It's episode 102 with Spencer Megan. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. And that's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my favorite teacher was my 11th grade drama teacher, Miss Stamatou. She broke something wide open for me. Look, today we've got a teacher mentor on the podcast. It's Spencer Megan. She is fantastic. She is a former classroom teacher and burnout survivor who believes that boundaries and an empowered mindset are the keys for living on your terms as a teacher. And as you'll hear in this conversation, as a human being, not just a teacher. She is amazing. She is here to help create a safe space for teachers to become self-empowered, to take back control of their lives. If you are a teacher, you obviously are going to love this episode. But if you are just tuning in and you've got any other job, I'm telling you, Spencer opens up something within us that is so beautiful. She opens up her story so authentically. Her story is like so many stories that I've heard, which means that it might just be like yours, where you live in one way and then break out of that at some point later in life and try to discover something wholly new about yourself that maybe was in there all along. Look, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful conversation. We have a lot of fun and you're going to love this. I hope you enjoy my chat with Spencer Megan. Here we go. Spencer, how are you doing? I am doing very well, Alex. Thank you. It is so good to have you here. And you're just, you just like, I feel like there's a joy. (laughs) There's an energy there's like a a glow that you bring. Have you heard that before? I have. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I worked hard to exist that way. (laughs) Ooh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come like, what does that mean? It's like every day you're like, all right, here we go. Like Um, wind up the clock or what does that look like? at, At one point in my life, it was like a training session, you know, like deciding who I wanted to be and then what do I need to do to be that? And eventually just like with anything, it just becems part of your identity and how you function. And, but I will say it's an everyday commitment, right? Like committing to our happiness every day, having those things that anchor that in and bring that out in you. And so, yeah, it's an everyday thing, but I genuinely wake up feeling excited for my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I say, I mean, on on the public sphere, as far as I see on Instagram, as much as we've had a a conversation through there. um, Yeah, I I think it comes through. So let's say mission accomplished. I don't know. (laughs) uh, And keep going with it. But also, I think what you're saying is like, yeah, if it doesn't come natural, if you're not somebody necessarily who feels like they're in a space of like, I love my life. It's joy all the time, sunshine and rainbows, that there is a concerted effort that can be taken to intentionally create that, that strengthen that muscle. Is that right? Yeah. So that when it's not sunshine and rainbows, cause it's, it's not all the time for anybody, uh-huh. but you have the yeah. tools so that you don't stay in that rut longer yeah. than you need to, you know, and you can bring yourself back. 
My coach said to me, even just today, he's like, Alex, you have this gift that you wake up and the world is magical. Like, you don't have to work at that. And I was like, man, is that really what comes through? That's crazy. Like, that, that just <laughs> does come through. And then to think, like, yeah, it's not that it always is that. It's just that I see through that lens, mm-hmm. I guess, that even in the darkness, like, there's something, there's something in this. This is the beautiful and the terrible. This is the magic. This is the whole story. Yeah. Well, look at us just go right into it. I love this. This is uh this is the good stuff. Okay. So look, let's uh we were we were maybe gonna talk about, you know, your favorite stories. You said Top Gun, you said Shits Creek, and I'm like, fabulous. We're good. That's great. We're we're already friends because those are clearly a top of my list somewhere on there. Top gun's my top ten, my yeah, it's great. We use the theme song "Walking Back Down the Aisle" for our wedding. No like, I'm just way! Fully in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, that's epic! It's full crescendo. <laughs> All the groomsmen put on their aviator glasses, and we march down that aisle with confidence. It was great. I love it. <laughs> but let's, uh, as I say, we're, we were going to talk about that, but let's not. Well, I just kind of did. But let's move on. I, w- I want to hear about you. I want to get into your story, and I want to do. I want to do the good work here of, of really pulling your story out and hearing where you're at, how you got to where you are, and and how you're helping people today. Mm-hmm. So you good to go into this? I'm good. Excellent. So let's start with where you are. And I know leading into this, you're like, this is an interesting time to come in because I'm, I'm not exact. Something might be changing. I'm not sure. But let's start with who you are right now. Mm-hmm. What do you do and what impact are you seeing? So right now I'm a teacher mentor and what that looks like is I have one-on-one clients, but mainly I have a group coaching program. So it's a 90 day program called next level teacher, and it's fully heavily founded in personal development. So, and the goal is to help them, as you know, teacher burnout right now is, is it's not good (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they're really struggling. They have been struggling, you know, for a long time, but now more than ever. And so the goal of what I do is to help them, you know, expand that identity outside the classroom, you know, come back to who Mm -hmm. they are, put themselves first. And truly, I don't love the word balance, but, but that's the word that we use as teachers is like that. We Mm -hmm. really want more of a balance between our work and our life. And it's really hard to find that because the demands and the expectations are so like, they're just so much. And so the goal of my program is to truly help them find that balance and to right. make it safe for them to put themselves first. And is it unsafe? It feels unsafe because one, the, like I said, the expectation is students first. And so right. then we kind of become in this, this starts before we become teachers, the whole people pleasing, you know, what it means to be a good person, you know, put others first, make sure everyone's happy. Even if you're not kind of thing, I think that happens in childhood, to be honest, uh-huh. That's like a lot deeper. So. Oh, don't worry. We'll get Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels unsafe. Like we're going to upset people. We're going to let these kids okay. down. We're going to get in trouble. Our lesson, they're not going to learn. And it's, it's just not true, but our, you know, our ego is keeping us safe. It doesn't feel safe mm-hmm. to, to be a human first teacher second. So the unsafe piece, it's, it, it's like, you're going to be okay. It's like this, no, 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 if you, if you show up 
you're you're gonna be okay. All those fears, all those worries that you have that they won't like you, they won't accept you, you may lose your job, you may lose your credibility, you may lose your respect, you may lose whatever it is, and you're gonna get it's like there's all are you showing up? Do you find yourself showing up and being like, look, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. And it's is that is that it? Totally. And it's you don't know that until you do it. Mm-hmm. At least that was my experience. When I actually right, started right showing up differently and leaving the work at work and starting to say, you know, I need to put myself first. Like I have to have a boundary here. I, I I'm, I'm not going to work this weekend. I'm going in imperfectly on Monday. Like when I started doing those things and then I realized like, wow, that was fine. Like it, everything right. was fine. That, yeah. You, you know, it, <laughs> oh, action breeds confidence and I had to take that action to see it. So yeah. It's just, it's that specific. I want to draw in on that because I think that's so impre- so important is you saying like, oh, that was fine. Like it's such a small thing. Three words. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Are actually like the goal. Isn't that interesting? You're like, oh yeah, just get that to that point. And what we're talking about here, this idea of safety, like that's what it looks like is, is being able to say, huh, that was fine yeah like and then and then what right like and then I guess more I guess maybe I could do this more I can continue to do this is that right yeah or I you know I took a day off and the school didn't burn down or I took a day off. Yeah. I took a day off and I decided that I wasn't gonna come in the next day and put out the fires that happened I'm just gonna move mm. forward and, and and we're gonna be good you know like there's just a it is a huge mindset is it but. is it all teacher like I mean are you like working with like you know 12th grade teachers like university professors down to kindergarten teachers like what is there a specific kind of group that you find you work with you love to work with more than anything or is it uh or is it just everybody's coming to you um it's mainly k-12 I haven't worked with any um professors my ideal I, I mean I I've had, I've been blessed to attract some really awesome clients. Like everyone that I've worked with has really, truly committed to themselves and and really like been really open. And that's not Mm -hmm. easy to find sometimes with teachers. And, um, but I will say I love working with that year one to five range, because I just believe the sooner we, we can really instill these habits and these beliefs and these mindsets and these boundaries, we're truly being the most proactive we can be as far as breaking the burnout cycle and not ending up like the veteran teachers in our school who tells us that there's no work-life balance and you have to work 70 Mm -hmm. hours plus to be a good teacher. It's like, that's their story. That's their experience. Ooh. You know, we, so, okay. So you're talking about helping a teacher in their first five years of teaching. If we can, yeah, that's, there's something there. But then I love what you just said about like, yes, so you've got somebody telling you something, somebody sharing their experience with you, and they're typically somebody that you should or like feel like you should listen and yes, learn and glean from them. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't feel right for this timeline for where I'm at. You said that's their story. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so interesting. Obviously, you said the word story, so I'm like, Beep! I know. <laughs> but like, what? <laughs> but I, so I'm trying to play this out a little bit of like, how often do we do that in other situations, whether we're a teacher or not? We're looking at people. We're looking at maybe a generation or two oh, ahead of us. Oh, 100 percent. Think about it. So, how about the story? Your life is over once you have kids. How how many mm. times do we hear that story? And then, mm-hmm. and then we see it, 
and because there's other people living that belief out. Yeah. But what if we went into that phase of our life with, it's not over when I have kids. Gosh. I just have another, mm. I have another layer added to my life, but I'm still going to do this, this. And you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder what would be different if we had a different mindset instead of adopting from the people before us, you know, there's, just, I love that one yeah. specifically. I just, we just came back from a month long road trip with my wife and my three kids packed into a minivan. It wasn't even an RV. And we drove around the US and Canada so cool. for 32 days and came back. And like for someone to say that idea, right? That story is simply not our story. It's not my story. Love my life is that. over when I, I just checked off bucket list items with my kids in the car. Yeah. Like that's that's it. Mm -hmm. So to go with that idea, you're saying, yes, we don't need to adopt this story that other people are saying, are telling us, are teaching us just because they're living it or it's something that we've heard repeatedly. Yeah, because it's common. But what's common right. doesn't have to be your normal. Mm. What's common doesn't have to be your normal. And so, okay, so what is it that, that uh, again, to think – well, that's, but that's what I've been told or that's what I've been taught. And you're like, no, no, I'm helping people feel what's the main feeling that you want someone to feel when they're done working with you. I mean, at this point, yes, it's teachers specifically, but let's say someone comes along and they're like, in any situation, any circumstance, they're like, I, yes, I want to work with you. And they feel, they walk away feeling what? The first word that comes to mind is empowerment, not because I'm going to mm -hmm. empower you. I'm not empowering you. I don't really have the authority to do that. I can help you empower yourself though. The other mm -hmm. word though, that I really like in this case is kind of a sense of like freedom. Like mm -hmm. they feel like they've unshackled themselves from things that they were being held down by. Hmm. And whether that's a teacher or not, but you're leaving feeling like, oh my gosh, I can make my own rules. So Ooh. whatever word is attached to that is. Wow. Yeah, it's em empowerment and freedom. And I'll be honest, I hear those words a lot, mm -hmm. right? This is where, of course, people in this, in a lot of these work, in a lot of this work, especially a lot of coaching, that's like, yeah, those are the first words that kind of come to mind. And so this is where I love to narrow down a little bit more, drill down a little bit more to like, yeah, but okay, get, let's get more specific. Like, what does that look like mm -hmm. as you, Spencer, think about this of how you feel even right now? What does that freedom or empowerment specifically look like for you? What does that allow you to do? Yeah. So I'll give you the latest full, transparent, vulnerable situation. Yeah, I just party on. Through, and I will leave Let's out go. names and stuff. But I had a family member two nights ago now. And so yesterday I was kind of like really processing how to mm. navigate this. But a family member two nights ago pressing their not so nice opinion about mine and my husband's life choices to be mm -hmm. 34 years old without kids was simply not acceptable to this person not what this person had in mind for us. Mm -hmm. um, we are we live in Michigan right now and we are currently exploring perhaps renting or selling our house because we would like to go do a snowbird thing this year We and go out west. Arizona, yep. San Diego, we're not sure. This person was telling us that's selfish and just off the wall stuff. Now, 
I have a feeling of empowerment within myself to hear this and think, I don't, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And I'm not feeling rushed to have kids. I'm not feeling rushed to settle down because that that's my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, when I left my education job last August, 2021, I had people in my life who specifically my parents and just like any parents, they just, they worry, right. They want us to be safe mm-hmm. and leaving my very safe steady paycheck with benefits, right. Um, didn't feel safe for them, which I understand why they didn't try to hold me back, but it was very much. And this has been my life since high school, right. You go to college, you get a job, you got to get a retirement fund, like all those things. Right. So when I told them I was leaving and I was going to be certified to be a health coach and I was going to create my own business, like it was met with a lot of fear, but it didn't scare me anymore. Like I had worked on myself to the point where I was like, I understand where this is coming from. I'm aware enough to know where this is coming from in you. And I'm aware enough to know what I want and I'm going to do it anyway. And I trust that it's going to be fine. That's the feeling. And those are just two examples, but it's like nobody outside of me gets to direct my life. Like, and if I see something that inspires me, which is part of how I got to where I'm at now, when I see someone doing something, Mm -hmm. I think like, wow, if they can do that, I can too. And so I'm going to figure out so, how to do it. Okay. So a couple of words here, because this is great. So we're sort of filling out the story a little bit. We're really going to fill out. We're going to go back and see like, okay, what got you here? But I think it's so important to be in this space so that people can identify with where you're at or think, wow, that's the feeling that I want. Like what she's got, that's what, how do I get there as well? And also to find themselves in this part of the story that you're talking about. I thank you for sharing that very specific and recent example because that's where the power is so you just shared this story of of transformation a little bit where you're like i get it like how i used to act i may have responded differently to that person right oh my gosh yes receive that and said yes Mm -hmm. nodded second guess myself like am i on the right track am i wrong like is this is Mm -hmm. this not good like i would have second guessed myself but as it is, you you go for it. You're like, yeah, but like I've already made the choice. Like I'm already aware enough of who I am and what what's possible, and and I'm we've made these choices. And I'm so happy with it. Mm. You know, like I wake up happy in my life every day. Right. <laughs> so we okay. So right. So this is where it's incredible because you said empowerment and freedom. And then as we drill down a little bit and ask for that specific moment, those specific examples, now these words, these three words sort of showed up for me of happy, aware, and choice. I don't know if choice, it's not an action word, but well, I guess it is. Anyways, this, this idea of, of which one of those would you say shows up for you as like, okay, that's how I would identify. That's how I feel right now as I feel aware, I feel happy, I feel like I can choose. Or like I have choice. Let's say maybe agency choice. I don't yeah, know. I like agency. Like feeling, I I feeling like I I have full agency over my life because I have full agency over how I feel and how I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's freedom. Mm-hmm. I believe that's it. what freedom. Looks I believe like. it to be to be empowered to choose your path. Mm-hmm. Where in the world does that come from? 
where does that start? So you take that word now and you go back to early on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're smiling. You're like, ah, there's there's moments flashing yeah. up for you, aren't they? Right away. You're like, okay, no, I see it. Uh, take me there. What just showed up? Like young Spencer, what's showing up around that word of choice, of freedom, of empowerment, of agency? Oh, yeah. Uh, what comes up early? Being called bossy, being called, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a back talker. Um, Things like that, that, you know, as, as I went through, so in 2020, I went through a health coaching program and that opened up my eyes to a lot of past stuff. And mm-hmm. I was in therapy as a teacher, which also opened up my eyes to past stuff. And so, yeah, excellent. I realized growing up, I always had this, like, as, as maybe my parents or adults would call it like a defiance. I was never like doing anything horrible, but I had if I didn't want to do something, you knew I didn't want to do it, uh-huh. you know? And, and if I didn't agree with something and obviously when you're a kid, you, you don't have the regulation resources to like communicate it and things like that. But I've always just questioned a lot of things hmm. and that's just how did I- someone give you permission to do that ever? Do you remember that early on? Was there anybody like you? Cause I can, I imagine, mm-hmm asking why pushing back as parents, man, that's annoying. Like that's frustrating. It's like, just because you need to eat your broccoli. That's why. Yeah. Like there's a, because you need to go to bed. Like there's just, there's a pushback. Do you remember anybody, a teacher or anybody sort of saying like, yeah, good question. Does anything like that show up for you? My, where there's someone I that, think, that sort of celebrates? I think my dad was more, was from what I can remember, maybe there were, but I just remember my dad, sure. he was definitely more of the like, he would see like my leadership qualities. There we go. And you know, I think all kids do this. Like they push back on bedtime and broccoli and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even just into like my teens and I just always had like, just like I, the it, like the rules sometimes didn't make sense to me. I went to a Catholic mm. school, for instance, from grades, first grade to 12th grade. And mm-hmm. while I appreciate all of it, I was in a box. I mean, that kind of, that kind of environment kept me personally in a box, telling me what to believe, telling me what to think, punishing me for just like being who I was, weren't, wasn't allowed to paint our nails or wear certain colored socks. It's like, and I, I did not thrive in that environment. It just felt like I was so controlled. And Mm. that to me, I think some people, when you grow up that way for so long, it just becomes how life, goes you know yeah for me though it was like I couldn't wait to get out of there and just do my own thing because I just knew like it just something wasn't did it seem like people around you were thinking the same thing like were your friends the the same there you just felt like not am I the only one who sees color in this black and white like I had a couple um one of my best friends to this day she is very much like me and we went to high school together and we were very Mm -hmm. much the same way you know you would have, you would have thought we were rebels, but we were just, we were just expressing ourselves. Like we were just, you know, doing normal things in a school that it wasn't normal to like do anything, but be a, just a straight edge Catholic. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, so you're, you know, you're growing up feeling like, ah, I just, I need to express what would that for you have actually have actually looked like, I mean, was that you painting your room? Did you, as you say, you're like, I didn't really do anything bad, but like, what did that, (laughs) 
in what ways did you find that you could express yourself? Well, let me give you like a funny rebellious example of when I was in high Brilliant. school, I got into a marker fight with another, it was an all girls high school, by the way, I got into a marker fight with another girl in biology class. I mean, that's like so ridiculous. People are probably like, what a weirdo, but it's like, we were like, we were just like fine entertaining ourselves. So like, yeah. that just is what came up, but I was a very creative, um, human my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I lost that when I became a teacher, but up until that career, I was always writing. I was drawing. Like my mom still has just, just tons of scrapbooks I've created just for no reason. I right. just wanted to do it. Um, tons of like illustration pads with really cool drawings that I'm like, wow, I did that. Yeah. So I was always doing things like that. I was very much into like beauty things. Like I loved anything that had to do with like hair and nails, which mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of space to explore in school because like I said, the schools I went to, you couldn't do any of that, but I was able to do outside of it. Um, right. Music. So then that leads into you thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go into teaching. Like, was that just such an easy, natural move or was that <clears throat> kind of impressed upon you? What was that move out of high school into higher education? It was me playing by the rules. So when I was a kid, Another thing I love to do, this was a grade school thing, not like a, not like an upper L or high school thing, but in grade school, let's say Kate, let's say, I don't know, second, third grade to like fifth or sixth. I was obsessed with playing school. Like I loved to come mm -hmm. home and, and, and mimic my teachers. I would like put jewelry on that they would wear. And my mom and dad created this whole little classroom in our basement and I just loved it. And then, you know, high school came and I know I was not the kid who knew what they wanted to do. Like I did not carry that with me. Like, I'm going to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. So I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I go to college freshman year. I still don't know what I want to do. I, I'm like, maybe nursing, let me take a class, mm -hmm. maybe fashion. And then it was like really time to pick because, you know, after your first year, it's like, okay, it's time to join some sort of program. I was like, well, you know, I, I really love teaching as a kid and I get summers off. So I just went for it. And right. I think there was a little passion there because I, you know, I obviously had something that I was attracted to since as a kid, I loved it. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was more like, oh, if I did that as a kid, it must mean that that's what's right for me. Right, and right, right. Because what I'm supposed to do is be in this school and graduate eventually with a degree. I'm just, I got to do it. Right. Let's pick something. What do you think, again, maybe this is... Uh, picking too many details out as, as we look back in hindsight, but that's the beauty of storytelling is you get to do that and it's your story. So find whatever you want in it. What did you even thinking of like playing school back then? And then maybe, as you say, there was probably a little bit of passion in that. So as you go into that, that glimpse of, of, or that, that little bit of passion that may have been in that decision, what was that passion? What were you excited about then as a young adult and early on as a kid, what, yeah, what's the passion around that teaching that, that really fired you up? Like what might it have been that made me like want to come home from school every day and play that? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. well in that, at that time in my life, it was more just like, I think I, it was, this is so weird, but like the little, I don't know, like the little things, like 
the way my teachers like held their books and graded papers really fast with their red pen. Like I just, those little quirks, I like wanted to always mimic, but I will say, so my bro, I have a younger brother and I would like Uh create fake tests for him and for him to take just so I could grade. But then I also started realizing that I can like teach him things. And I thought it was really cool. Like I would come home and I would teach him what I learned. And so I think a little bit was just like, seeing something, being interested in it, wanting to bring it to life in my life. And yeah. then I think a little of that, like, te- like helping, like truly teaching people. I, li- yeah. I liked teaching him. I liked being on my chalkboard and like mm. telling him what I know. Well, and what was he, re- would he receive it? I mean, he's a little brother looking up to his big sister. Like it's hard to remember, but yeah, I think we played together. Yeah. Right. yeah. So here's what, and, and, you know, without jumping ahead to the, we're going to fill in kind of the story here in the last 14 years or so, but, but what I'm just even capturing from that, I want you to recognize this and, and to, to hear this and maybe you see it already, but that idea of what you just said is I want it. There was something within that, that I would come home and I just wanted to teach what I had just learned to, to my brother. And so like, there's this spark early on. Spencer of doing exactly what you're doing now where you're like I made a shift in my life and that that has felt so good and so successful and so strong and so empowering and so so happy how are you going to do anything but turn that around and now get out the blackboard and teach it to others in our cultural setting today that you have to do that, which is in a group program online through Instagram, however you can, you're doing the same thing. Do you see that? So true. That's crazy. Yeah. This is where the magic is, right? I mean, this is, this is where it's so beautiful. You walk in, you see that moment. You're like, holy, that's where, yeah, of course. How could I not? There's something in there. Yeah. And then you add in this piece of like that, whatever that creativity was, whatever the creativity is, it seems to to feel boxed in. It seems to feel like it's being contained. You said controlled, which leads into now this life where you're like, okay, well, I guess I, I have to pick something. I have to do something. I'm going to do something that I at least lean a little bit towards, but mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes. And so then you get into a career as a teacher. I did. Yeah. And you know, I, I loved it. I my student teaching experience was awesome. I would do it again in a heartbeat, to be honest with you. Mm. I had awesome mentor teachers. I found a love for working with at-risk youth. And I did, it's called the urban program at my, the school I went to. And I was working with really just underprivileged children who like, I had never seen these kind of behaviors and family issues before. Cause you know, my upbringing now. Right. So it was like a new world for me. And I was like, this is where Mm. I'm supposed to be. Like those kids just like, connect I connected with them they connected with me it didn't it was a challenge but it also came easy to me in a way and I so I was like this is why I'm here like this is what I'm supposed Mm. to do and yeah I mean that's how my career started then I then I started my first year after I graduated and that's what I was doing for so then for how many years like that was just that easy this is what I'm doing and then you get into it and you're teaching for mm -hmm. yeah so I I graduated in 2012, moved to Arizona. I live in Michigan. I moved to Arizona. I I wanted to leave the state. I originally wanted to go to Florida and I had friends living in Arizona who loved it. They loved the district they were in. That district was at a career fair at my school. Long story short, I got offered a job, went out there. 
taught there or worked there for five years as a teacher, then as an instructional coach, and then moved back to Michigan and then was an instructional coach, which is basically a coach for teachers until 2021. Hey, you want something for free that's going to help you with your speaking? Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked on my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to, and I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So you're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching, or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income, and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time, and you'll lose relational connections. And I'm sure that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that help me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks, and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve-wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now, I'm giving away two modules of the seven module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time so okay so for those five years plus the instructional years you are you like where does the, the, you, there's burnout there's something like was it just this rising expectation on yourself like what happened to get you to the point where you're like nope not anymore like what's the mm-hmm. it sounds great you just painted a really good picture of all of this which is fine which can happen it can be that and then something else just shifts and makes you want to leave that but for you you're shaking your head this was not the experience so where does that conflict come in bring me into that there were two so the first one happened and this is this is what's on my like website right now this is what a lot of teachers know because this is what really how i can really help them right but now i you know now, as we talk and like what I shared with you earlier about, like, I'm starting to notice a little evolution about to happen in my life. I'm realizing mm-hmm. like everything from day one till the last day of education is really what like sparked what I'm doing now. But in going into year three, I was very, very burned out year. And I'm the years were great. My first year, this is another story, a common story out there is your first year sucks. Well, my first year was awesome. And I will Mm -hmm. tell you, I worked at a very, very, very challenging school. We had like 17 teachers leave, like some walk out in the middle of the year. It was just a really, really, really challenging situation. It was like a failing school and it was the first year the school was built. Like it was just a crazy, but I was okay. Like I, I really, I loved my class we, it was just a really good year for me. And that even more, it just like confirmed the, the belief that this is where I'm supposed to be. Wow. All these people just like lost it and I'm here and I'm thriving. Yeah. Year two was easier. We had new administrators, the whole school turned around. 
um, I looped with that class. So I had the same class in year two going into sixth grade with them. Don't get me wrong. There were challenges, like very, very hard days, but I loved what I was doing. And by the end of that year, I started feeling like this is a lot. And I was 25 when I first started. So I was in my mid twenties, you know, no, Mm -hmm. no kids, no husband, no extra roles outside. I wasn't doing two jobs or anything like that. Like I was just going to work. And in Scottsdale, I lived in a beautiful place. Like I felt like I was on vacation every day. And I'm just like, but I would get to work at like six in the morning. Kids wouldn't come till 820. So my first two years, I was that teacher, like first one in the parking lot. And I had a couple of friends who were the same way. So we would get there and like have a long morning together, preparing, leave at like 6 p.m. sometimes later. And year one, I was just like, I was energized. Like I I just did it. I just thought, why not? What else am I going to do? You know, I just go to work. I'll put it all in and then have a great time on the weekends. You know, it's. Were you married at that point? No. And then year two, same, same kind of habits. Um, And I mean, there was a lot in between that too, just like busting my butt going above and beyond. Like a lot of that had to do with worth, like in order to, I think up until that point, this might take us back again, but like I had been successful in a lot of things I did sports activities, leadership as a student in the classroom. I was just used to being that, like in that role. So there was no way I wasn't going to be a good teacher in other people's Mm -hmm. eyes. So I did a lot of extra stuff for that outside validation to be looked at as like a teacher to go observe and a teacher to go to when you need advice. What kind of validation did you actually receive? Like what, or what did you, what did you thrive on? What did you love? I mean, whether again, as a teenager or in this stage as an early teacher, like what were the things that you're like, yeah, okay, that, that'll keep me going. Being in a school as challenging of, of school it was and being the teacher who had, was able to somehow have a well-managed class in a class that she had good relationships with and were academically growing that to me was like, it totally came down to that, like outside validation that I was not going to not have it. So I would like go hard, like work my butt off, do whatever I could to like maintain that status those first two years. That's part of it. And was it actual comments though, that you would receive? Was it just a, 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 you know, uh, Definitely kind of job report, whatever at the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, all of it. Yeah. They, my, yeah, my okay. district gave out district wide, district wide awards, like the whole school mm-hmm. district would be at the back okay. to school thing and your name would get called in front of thousands of people. Um, our schools would do it. The formal evaluations too. um, my principal saying, Hey, I, you know, this teacher's really struggling. We're going to bring them in to observe you doing this one thing. Right. Right. And Mm, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you don't really realize that there's a lot of things you don't realize when outside validation matters that much, you know? Well, it's but. what's fascinating about this though, is that you're talking about this life of like, yeah, being controlled. But then when you do meet the standards, it feels real good to be cheered on for that, to be celebrated for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So then there's that, that, that's, that's such a tension in our life and in our stories is I don't want this, but when I, what I do want seems to come when I toe the line or when I, when I walk the line, right? Like there's this. Yeah. What it taught me was that this is what it requires to be a good teacher. 
this is what it requires to be looked at as a good teacher. And so I think that happens for so a lot. So you lean of into that then. Yeah, you just start thinking, well, if I want to do a good job, like this is kind of what it takes. And I think that was my mindset for a little bit, maybe even deeper yeah. than a mindset. It was like a conditioning. Mm -hmm. And that leads you then for the next three years. So going in, so that was, so that was my first two years. And like I said, like towards the end of that second year, I was starting to not like my job. Like I was not wanting to get up and go. I remember distinctly, and I know exactly where I was standing. I can see it like it was yesterday, which is crazy because this was 2013 or 14 or something. Yeah. I texted my friend complaining about something. She responds with, wow, you have to be so selfless to be a teacher. And at the time I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's not true, but I remember that conversation. And anyway, um, there was also a lot going on in my personal life too, at that time dating someone and it was just not going well. And I had just in college, I had a long-term relationship that did not go well. So I had a lot of like baggage and stuff. And, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, so I just felt like by year three, I didn't like my job. I was having a lot of anxiety from it, including anxiety from my personal relationship situation. And that was when I just, I decided to go to therapy and for, for both issues. Mm -hmm. And I was determined. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm leaving education. So I was like job hunting a little bit, not really knowing what I was, what I actually wanted. But in year three, I got support and things started to change. Like year three, I would say that was the year I stopped being the on paper all-star teacher. So what that looked like was, you know, we like to say the, the term leaving work at work, and that can mean something different for everyone, but like truly shutting it off, like emotionally, yeah. like learning how to tell myself like, okay, it's time to now transition to this next part in my life, physically leaving work. Like sometimes I would just leave the entire laptop and bag at work, like nothing. So even if I wanted to that night, I had nothing I could open and do. As the year went on, I started creating boundaries. I was, like I said, I had outside support teaching me these things, like teaching me mm -hmm. like, hey, the way you're living right now is actually like road, like no wonder you're burned out. Here's like what a boundary looks like. And like, here's how yeah. you do it. And here's what I want you to try. And so that whole year was kind of spent there. And, and yeah, like it was a crazy year. By the end of that school year, I was out of that relationship that I mentioned, um, thanks to changes that were being made on yeah. my end and I didn't leave education and I, I ended up the next year becoming an instructional coach and it's just the timing of it all is just looking back was just crazy. I was like one foot out the door, the coaching position opened and at the same time I was like putting one foot back in the door because I was making so many personal changes. So like it just yeah. all happened at like the perfect time. And then you step into this coaching role and you get to now what go and help like multiple teachers go through the same work through the same situations that you're in. Like, is that what it so was essentially? It was all the same situations as far as instruction goes. So um, if a teacher was struggling with classroom management, the coach would you would work with the coach. You could do a coaching cycle. We, you could come and we could consult, we could lesson plan together. I did a lot of modeling. So I'd go into other people's classrooms and like model something for them. And then they would get up and try mm. it kind of thing. 
did a lot of like then, presentations to staff. And did you see like transformations in them as you as you are stepping in and, and helping in that situation? Like what was that? What did that look like? Not in the personal development realm. This was purely right. just like, yeah, just student focused. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we you know with with coaching you see transformation with just like trying new things and looking at things differently. Like there's a lot of different ways that it's helpful there. Um, but now the difference is that you're stepping in, you're leading with personal development. Yeah. So yep. Go ahead. Well, no, I just th yeah, that's it's amazing that you think, yeah, because a lot of us think, okay, I got to fix the situation. Something's not working. I got to fix this. So let's just work on the details. Let's work on the, what I'm doing and what you're leading with now is rather a, yeah, but why are you doing it? The why is going to change the what. Yeah. And so what happened is, so in 2020, when we were working from home, and the school district I was in at that, so I'm in a different school district now. I'm actually back in Michigan at this point in 2020. Mm -hmm. So the school district I was in was just, I knew it was not long-term. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I did not agree with a lot of the values there. It was just not in alignment with me. So that alone, I knew, I didn't know I was going to leave, but I knew I was going to leave that district eventually. Anyway, we go home, we're working from home and I'm like, wow, I love this. Like, I love being home and working from home. And then I started exploring just like, what do I want to be doing? Like, what do I really mm -hmm. want to do? And I honestly, like, I'm trying to think right now, like, what was, I, I think what sparked this was just like, I want to work from home. Right. Like going into work at that school district is not what I want to go and do next year. And so I started kind of like going a little bit deeper, you know, journaling more and just like focusing on myself. And I started getting into like, how can I help people? This wasn't even teachers at the time, but how can I help mm -hmm. people like live better lives? Like that was something I was interested in. And I had done ever since going to therapy as a teacher, I was super into personal development right, and right. seeing how it changed my life and my relationships and all of that. And I started being interested in influencing. It's like, how do you become an influencer? Like, what does that mm. look like? How do I, how can I use Instagram to help people right now? And I feel like in 2020, a lot of people really explored that a little bit. So I know I wasn't alone. I joined a influencer course to learn. It's like, if, I don't know if I want to do this, but let me learn about it. Yep. So I, it was a $500 course and I was like, yep, I'm doing it. A lot of money for me on an educator salary, but you know what? I understand personal development mm -hmm. and investing in yourself. So I did it. It was great. Learned how to use Instagram. And after that course, I was like, okay, now how do I take my coaching skills to the next level? The coaching skills I have now, I understand the basics, how to coach someone, what that means, what it looks like, what you can ask, mm -hmm. active listening, all those things. But the, the what or the doing, the skills were in instruction, coaching, right. instructional coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. know how to like life coach or personal yeah. development coach. So I enrolled in um, IIN. Do you know what IIN is? The Institute for Integrative Nutrition. A lot of okay. a lot of health go. coaches go through it. It's like, but so I did that because that's the only thing I, I had a friend who did it. It's the only one I knew of. I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I did it. And then after that or during that and after the influencer course, I created an Instagram and I just started putting stuff out. 
Like, right. here's my journal. Like, this is what I do. Here's food I eat. It's really good for you. <laughs> like mindset stuff, just things that I was doing and things that helped me. And I was just sharing it. Yeah. And so. That. Again, you, you, you with this idea of like, I, I've learned this thing. How do I teach it oh, to you? How do I share it with you? Yeah. I'm a teacher through and through for sure. And, yeah. and that, so that felt easy for me on top of it. I was like in a space I really wanted to be in. Like, this is how I want to help people. I don't, yeah. I don't want to help people with instruction anymore. I don't want to help people teach anymore. I'm done. I want to help people live better lives, be happier, have better relationships mm-hmm. kind of thing. So a couple months later, my friend introduces me to this other girl who was a nurse mentor and I saw what she was doing for nurses. And I was like, Oh my God, I should do this for teachers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like teachers need this. It's personal development, but for teachers. Yeah. And that's where it started. That's where my teacher mentorship started. And so now here you sit as this like, man, I love helping teachers and who else do I love to help? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I, mm-hmm. how do I expand? How do I evolve? Where does this go from here? That's where I'm at, right? Literally, yeah. as of this morning, like a lot of uh, clarity. Like, if you go look at my Instagram stories right now, I'm dancing around my house, and I, I, I write on there like, need some energy, borrow this. Like, this is like my morning ritual. I get so much clarity this morning about something, and like, this is, you know, that's what happens. Like, you have a breakthrough. Yeah. It's the same feeling. Like, you just you get excited, and you just like know, you know, something's about to happen. Hmm. So, ooh. Okay. So there's this feeling right so just even looking at your story like we started on this like this this conversation around how do you feel right now who are you right now how are you helping people right now how are you leaving them and there's this idea about agency choice um happiness freedom Mm -hmm. empowerment obviously and you're like agency sounds really good like i yeah i have the agency kind of encompasses all that there's like this empowerment to choose my life today, to choose what I do. And if people don't get that, they're not going to get it. Like it, but frankly, I'm already made the choice. I'm already doing this thing. It's already happening. That is not who you were, but it's also who you were, right? So you, there's like this sense of like, you started as somebody who's going to push the boundaries. You started as somebody who's going to think outside the box. You started as somebody who's going to create something within the box that you were given, but it felt very controlled, felt like there was something keeping you in. And and again, do this, be this, act this way. And so you are that, you work within that, you find yourself within that, and then lean into this role as a teacher where you keep doing that until it's unhealthy and you find support. And in that support, everybody needs to hear this we think that it's a big explosive moment. And for you, you're like, I found a therapist, right? Like this is what most stories actually are, but we think for some reason it has to be the jail time that that you served yeah. that changes you. But most stories that I hear are like this, Spencer, where it's like, yeah, I just, uh, I booked a session. I got sick. And then that yeah. turned into 13 sessions. Oh, yeah. And I got sick. Of, right? I got sick of my own stuff. And I just, yeah. I needed, I wasn't, I wasn't too proud to ask for help. And I think yeah. it sometimes it takes someone else to show us what's possible 
or just mm. to kind of like give you a different perspective than you've had your whole entire life. Someone who isn't in your bubble to kind That's of it. say something's got to change here. Yeah. And in that, I think there's a sense where they say, this is what I see in you. Mm-hmm. And, and am I right? Like, like this, this is who I see. This is what I see. It doesn't have to be this way because this is maybe who you could be. It, there's a sense of permission giving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause when you're in that container with a therapist or a mm-hmm. coach or a mentor, not that those things are the same, but those kind mm-hmm. of when you feel safe and you're with someone yeah. who's not biased, like they're not, they don't know your friends, friends and family. They don't know, you know, they're just, yeah. and you trust them. It's like you open up about what you really feel and what you really want. Yeah. Whereas what you felt and what you wanted maybe wasn't accepted by other people in your life who you thought knew better than you. And yet most of your life, you're like, I crave that acceptance. Like I wanted that. Like there's, so this is, this is what I love. And, and yes, I love alliteration. So maybe I'm just leaning on this a little bit, but love there's it. this sense of like, is it from acceptance to agency? You know, is it from, from like, like there's something there that shows your story of moving from like wanting this, needing this, craving this to now look at me. I've got my own, my own path. That's so good. Your eyes it. like lit up when I said that. <laughs> well, because I always thought like, well, you know, I was very disempowered and now I'm empowered. Mm-hmm. So I help you go from disempowered to empowered. But I will say mm-hmm. I don't love I love those words and I don't because mm-hmm. I think people confuse like. Like I empower you to do this. I don't empower anyone to do anything. I just help you empower yeah. yourself. But really what we're doing is like giving you agency over your life. Yeah. And I mean, this is the fun part of this is like, take those words, if those stick with you, Spencer, take them, run with them, own them. And also use words like disempowered and empowered, because it's 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 essentially saying the same story. We're just getting into wordplay here. But those words came out naturally from your delivery of your own story today. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I, I'm open to that and open to hearing that. And then there's also words like control to choice. Or controlled yeah. to whatever that is. Like there's and so so now you think about this and you're thinking, yes, I'm dealing with teachers, I'm helping teachers, but where does it expand from here? Well, now we're talking to anybody. And if you're like, I want to help women, well then we're now we're talking to specifically like any woman out there who's feeling like she is in this life where she just has to accept what is. She's taking what's been taught to her. It's supposed to be hard. And you're like, mm. Honey, it doesn't have to be this way. Hundred. <laughs> Let me lead the way. Am I right? Hundred percent. I'll. I will tell you. My very first client ever in January of 2021. She was not a teacher. She reached out to me. She saw me on Instagram. She's like, I know you mentor teachers, but I really need someone right now. And um, she, like, out of everyone I've worked with, she's one of the people who I think really just like changed her life from our work together Mm. and um, we're still in contact. And yeah, she went from a nine to five, very safe job, just burned out, da, 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 like safety, safety, safety. She left. She's in her own thing. Like, and she, she's, she loves it. She's loving it. She loves her life. And And that just shows me that so many people, not just teachers, like so many people just truly 
like they just don't realize that they have more, I guess, agency, right? Like they, they can get way more hands-on with their life. Yeah. And to be real, it's a beautiful time in our world where that is the possibility. That is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think for someone like you who's leading the way on this, you get to lead and say like, hey, look, like if you feel like this, I get it. I've been there. But now I'm doing this and I'm living this and it happened because I got support. That opened my eyes to what's possible. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the same is, is, could, be, could happen for you. So as someone is listening to this and they're like, I love Spencer. I love this story. I love what she's doing. Um, I want to get connected. Uh, what's the best way for someone to start a conversation and say, yes, I want to have that kind of ownership and, and agency choice in my life. Um, where should I just get a conversation started or to say, hey, I love that conversation or I love that podcast. What's yeah, the best way to Yeah, definitely Instagram. So my handle is underscore Spencer Megan. Um, you, my website as well has all my comp, my contact information, which is www.sponsormegan.com. So I would say those two would be the fastest, easiest ways. Fantastic. Great. Could have expected it. And that's exactly what it is. So there we go. Very good. Look, this has been such a joy. And I thank you for opening up the whole story for being willing to be like, ah, I don't know where we're at, but let's get into it. I think this has been a, a real delight. I've loved your story, loved hearing this, and just um, truly thank you for, for bringing the joy that you've been feeling, the happiness that, that you do live with and wake up with, and um, encouraging us that, that we have more agency over our life than, than maybe we once thought. Thank you so much. Totally do. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.